No one is exempt from the trials of life, but everyone can always find something positive in everything, even in the worst of times. Hello, and welcome to season two, episode two of our podcast series, the podcast that inspires and educates through the sharing of new life experiences. I am Sheila, your host, and with me today is guest Millicent Kuponini. Millicent lives in the UK, a wife, a working mom with three adorable children. She loves to cook, clean and do a little bit of sewing in her spare time. Millie says, and I quote, if you are a mom going through some struggles, just know that every stage you find yourself is an introduction to a new strength you never knew you had. Welcome Millie to Podcast with Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you. I I do appreciate this um, opportunity given to me. (laughs) So what is the best thing that happened to you this week? Um... I think um... oh, I set a little target for myself okay. and I've been able to get them. Yeah, so I think Done. that's a positive thing for me this week. Yes. That's good. That's good. Thank to you. What would be your candid advice to a woman, either married or single, going through a financial challenge? Um, I would say I've been on that road and I still am. I'm, I'm still trying to find my feet. Yeah. Because uh, before marriage, before kids, well, before kids, um, like a career woman, mm-hmm. I went to work, make my own money. And then when um, I had kids, I not just having kids, getting married, I have to relocate and everything for me changed. So I need to pick up myself from different angles. I would say it's important for women, married or not married, to have financial, their own financial source. Of, yeah. They have still their own source of income because you can't depend on um, totally on your partner. Or your husband, exactly. 100%, because they also have their own challenges. Because when a woman has financial source for herself, you have it gives you a different source of strength. It does. The confidence is different. Exactly. We <laughs> all exactly. even happy. The yes. physical thing, like you're not mostly depressed or stressed, because financial financial stress can make you very depressed. But most of the time, when you have money, you can be able to do your stuff, do your own things, like look after your kids, buy things for yourself and for your children, or your own things that you want to do business-wise. It's, it's very important. Exactly. It's very, it releases a lot of stress from the home. Exactly. on your husband's neck, demanding. You so get it's, it. It's very important. Very, 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 very important. It is. I think some time ago, in the log in the lockdown period, and, I, and then I posted. Do you think it's right for every woman to have a little bit of financial source of, of their own, a little bit of finance finance of their own, a little bit of money of their own? I think that was how I put it. Do you think it's right for every woman to have a little bit of money of their own? And people kept. I just posted it, and people kept bringing in their views. And one man said. Mm-hmm what my woman is never working you know because some 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 men 
are of the view that if they allow their women to have a little bit of money of their own, they will not listen to them. Mm-hmm. Or the woman will be too powerful to do the things they want to do and they may not be able to, in quotes, control them. You get it. So people have views of their own. But for me as a woman and everywhere I found myself and been given the opportunity to talk, I've always said that it's good for every woman to have money of their own. Because when you need something, you cannot always go to your partner, your husband, or you cannot not always go asking. But every time you have your own money, money you can call your own, money you have earned. You know, when you are spending it, the joy that comes with it. And even if you are able to lift your head up because you know that you you can take care of yourself. And if anything should happen out of the blues, you get it. You're still strong. You are not that weak or dejected because you, you can, you can keep going until you are able to put yourself together but if you don't have money of your own and your husband or your partner is the one providing all the time nobody is saying anything negative touch wood but if the relationship should end or if it should go sour or something else should happen you see that you feel very dejected very weak you it's as if you've lost all your support you get it but if you have something going then you are always able to still put yourself together and keep yourself going together with the family if you have children keep them going until you are you are properly able to establish yourself financially and i think it's always the best if the men are listening to us don't don't be angry but i think it's the best advice anybody can give a woman if you ask me and even if your husband is giving so much to you i think that it's best to put some away into a business or something because money comes and goes it doesn't matter how 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 much you have you get it you we can lose it so when we invest it then it is always there for us i like i really love that topic and i think that on podcast is going to be a topic i may be framing it in different ways but then we'll keep having it because i want to see people's views about every woman having their own money to be able to spend when they need it thank you very much for asking that it's very important money i just want money it's freedom it it is it is and men that do not want their wives or their partners to have that freedom because they know the essence of they didn't essence of it they know how important it is yeah and i don't think money it should change anybody's character it should, it should add values to your life exactly because you'll be able to do whatever you want to do it should exactly. add value to it. so it's very important it's such a good good topic to 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 yeah. go more for that in. yes yeah <laughs> wow so what inspired your post that said stop sleeping on yourself stop tiptoeing through life you don't stop tiptoeing through life like you don't exist let them know your sound what inspired that post mostly i don't post often on on social media and anything i do post on instagram or any of the social media platforms is usually from my experience and um, i like to share my experience more than like what i hear from others so um i've been through quite a few things I've been to the state that um, like I just get some kind of fear some sort of um, 
feeling of not being enough, the feeling of not being worthy or worthy to be there because the, now we are in a world of social media and you log on and you, you see someone, the person is a mother, they are slaying well, they're dressing well, their children are looking healthy and then it, it gives you that doubt for yourself. Then you ask yourself that, how about it? It makes you feel like you, you're not doing enough. enough. Yes, it makes you feel like see, if, um, you're, you're lacking behind. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I've been through that stage. So there was the day I got up and I spoke to myself that this is just social media. People post what they want you to see. But I look into my life, I'm a mom of three, and I don't have a mate for five years. I've never had any mate or any source of help. It's been me all through and God and my husband who helps often. And I'm, I work hard, my house, my home is clean. My children are clean, they are fed. I'm able to do things for myself. I'm able to go to work. Um, we are not like, there's no illness or anything. Exactly. I'm doing well. I'm doing, because I haven't been, uh, for five years, I've not called anyone on the phone crying that it's, I'm at that breaking point that I really, really need somebody to help me look after my family. It means that I've been able to do something well for my life. So I had to stop comparing myself, start looking for my strength, and then just focusing on myself. And like, if I see someone post, it shouldn't intimidate me. Exactly. It shouldn't make me feel less of who I am. Exactly. As long as I can do, because everyone has challenges that they are not posting. I'm only seeing the beauty side of it. So the same thing applies to me as well. So I just found my strength. And then instead of me to feel bad, feel like I'm lacking behind, let me rather, if I, if I, if I, get up, being able to shower, put on a little bit of makeup, feel alive, feel okay, take a picture. Why wouldn't I post it? Why would I be scared that somebody is going to analyze it? Like what kind of hair am I having? Why why am I not doing in a certain way? Is my clothes expensive or cheap? It's not important to me about what others' opinion. That is their problem. So that's why I wrote that to encourage anyone reading it. So, we, we, we tiptoe through life. It's like we are scared of, of something that is not even there. Exactly. That nobody even really, even some people might not even be judging us, we are thinking. So we don't need to put ourselves into that because emotionally it affects us. It, like, because since I do, I know before, I will take a picture and then I will, before I will post it, I will analyze it like 10 times. And then when I post it, I'll still be analyzing it. I'll go back every 10 minutes to check. Did I get a like? I'm like, no, I'm not living for that. That, exactly. that thing is there for 10 years, 20 years. I can turn back and look at, oh, I had this, I took this picture. It's for me, my own memories, not for, for people or what exactly. to think. Exactly. So that encourages me to that, that we shouldn't show them, tip, them tiptoe through life. Exactly. You should confidence in who you are. Do, do what you can do for yourself. And I believe everyone, as long as you're able to wake up and enter the bathroom, shower, if you have a family, your kids are fed, your home, you're able to clean your home. That is life. It's it worth is. more than Instagram or what people are doing out there. It, it is. Life. We have all the strength, yeah. So that's what inspires me. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I be, it's, it's, it's a powerful thing you said over there. For me, once you have life, I think everything else will fall in place. Because if you have life, you have hope. So if we are, if we have the breath and we are living, then you know that everything else shouldn't be a, a problem anymore. 
Yes. I've, I've been on the road between life and death, just a thin road between life and death in 2019. And this is a story for another day, but I'm just chipping in a little bit because of what came up. Yes. And I had sepsis out of a miscarriage that was not treated properly. And I was like, I was here today, the next moment I am going. You get it? Yes. And sepsis is, it was only few people who survive sepsis when they get it. And I didn't even know what it was until I was on the hospital bed and I was in so much pain. I was so cold. My nerves were about to shut down. And I, so I spoke to the nurse and I said, why is it that I'm so cold? I'm so cold. I feel very cold inside, but my body is very warm. And so they, they don't want to give me a blanket. So I'm calling for a blanket and they're not giving me because they're saying, you, your temperature is too high and we need a temperature to come down to be able to do a surgery on you to get the remains out until that. We can. So I'm so cold. So I was, I kept complaining. Why am I so cold? Why am I so cold? And she said, because you have sepsis. And until then, I didn't even know anything called sepsis. So quickly I got my phone and checked what sepsis was. And on the bed, I just started thanking God for my life. And I think just after they had told me, because you have sepsis, I think 30 minutes or 45 minutes down the line, they came to check my apps. And the next thing I saw, about nine doctors had surrounded my bed. (laughs) Because my heart rate had dropped. Can you imagine? But I I was just lying in the bed and I wasn't feeling anything. I was feeling my usual self, but I know I'm not well. Yeah. And my heart rate had dropped and I was giving, they had come to inject some something inside of me to pick my pick my heart rate up again. They rushed me quickly to the intensity care unit. You know, so I'm just thinking, I could have just gone like that. And I think that once you have life, life is the most important thing. If you have it, forget about everything else that is going on around you. It is you and your life and the way you live it to suit you and not someone else out there. You get it. So I had, I've always valued life, but when Mm -hmm. I came out of that situation, I saw life differently and I value it more. And since growing up, I've never been bothered about what anybody says. So growing up, my sisters used to say, you are you are not nice. They have they had a way of saying you are saucy. They had you are saucy. You are they had a way of saying it. That meant that I'm not sociable and all. And I said, I like it the way if not being sociable is taking me to the place where I want to be in life. I like it. I can't leave it to please anybody but me. Yeah. I've been through I've been through what you've been through before. Yeah. But mine was like a miscarriage. Okay. I he was um pregnant with triplets. That was oh. um yeah, that was before I got married to <laughs> my uh, that was uh, a relationship I was in before I got married. Right. And he was heading for married as well. So I I had I was pregnant with triplets and oh. I woke up one morning and I started feeling dizzy. Okay. And then I felt weak, so I was bleeding at the same time. Then I asked uh, my sister to call a taxi because I couldn't drive myself to the hospital. At the time I was in Ghana. So when I got into the bathroom to wash myself before going to the hospital, I asked my sister to bring me a chair because I I was feeling very dizzy. That was all that I could remember. But then it felt like I was dreaming, not knowing that I was was just dreaming. 
that was just wow. but i saw i could hear um when i woke up i was in the hospital but i could hear my sister shouting screaming my name but then it was like a dream i, like, I was walking through like a desert path and as i was going there was nothing there and i just heard a loud shout and then i woke up and i opened my eyes and my sister said i, I he, she came to meet me in the bathroom like on the floor so since then i knew there's a thin life a thin line between thin life, life and, and death, death. Oh you just one minute you are here the next yeah, minute you're you gone the second chance that god gave me exactly. because at that period of time was really very bad for me it's, it's also an experience that maybe yeah. i'll share later yeah. <laughs> yeah so we don't have to think life um too serious and also not um also to um just leave anyhow if i'm if i'm using the right english yeah, yeah. you don't have to always um do what is best for you exactly yeah. exactly you don't have to follow what others are doing just always look inside you so long as you are doing the right thing for yourself yeah. <laughs> so inspiring oh. <laughs> moving forward so what is the story behind your emotional physical and mental strength as a woman and a mother it's um it, it's all boils down to my pregnancy my first first time um i've been the type that i was very bubbly happy independent don't really um i don't hold grudges so i live i'm always happy i sleep well and i always um planned my life so when i met my husband as every single girl you plan or you have kids yeah you have a very happy you home. have dreams yeah you have your dreams everything will come will go as plan as you plan the life happens when i got pregnant i was so happy looking forward to my baby everything and then um when i had my daughter she on the gun during the scans they didn't pick up on anything okay then when she was born then they picked up on a diagnosis which was like a, um uh which was going to affect her delay in growth so delay in like speech delay in walking and oh. all that yeah so um it was so hard for me that truly broke me down and um it's um i don't know <laughs> i'm getting lost here mm-hmm. so that broke me down and uh, it's changed the plans that yeah. i thought i had yeah. so i it's me that i'm going to have a life a new life around my daughter a new way of doing things Thanks. i have to find ins- i have to find inspirations i have to know that this is i have to face reality and just move on with life do what i have to do to make sure my daughter is okay i am happy if it means to cut off certain people i had i did that because um, if not everybody will understand your exactly. situation exactly. and you don't live looking for sympathy exactly. you're never going to be happy you're always going to be living to please people exactly. so i have to learn that learn that i need i don't need sympathy from people i only need people that can understand that this is what i'm going through so this is a new me if you knew me to be always happy and picking your phone calls doing things with you you're not going to get that part of me anymore because i have a more a new responsibility to take care of so i had to find my strength balance and everything yeah so that's what kept me going yeah 
So when you were pregnant, they never picked up on anything concerning the pregnancy. The pregnancy was a perfect pregnancy. It was when the baby came out that they found that happening. I think you're a strong mom, if you ask me. And I I think you've done brilliantly, you know, because I'm looking at you physically as you're sitting down with your story that you've just narrated and looking at you, you look beautiful. and you've been able to put yourself together and you've been able to take charge of the situation and you are in control of the situation and the situation is not in control of you you know on part the main reason why this podcast was set up is for people to be able to talk about their stories and what they've been through i'm getting emotional now and what they've been through personally I have loads of stories to share and I have loads of experiences. Growing up, I used to think, why am I going through so much? I ask myself, why am I, is it me? Is it only me going through so much? But I I believe that in every situation we find ourselves, we have to look at the positive sides. So now I'm saying, if I had not gone through that, I wouldn't have a story to share for somebody to have inspiration and encouragement from. I have a similar story to yours. My -hmm. first pregnancy was a boy and I was excited because for me, I was told that I would not be able to have children because I had polycystic ovarian syndrome for some Mm -hmm. reason and I had to do surgery to get it out. And along the line, I met, I did, well, she just walked through my life a woman of God that said, don't go for the surgery because the plan is to kill you on the surgery bed. So you will die. So don't go. So I was scared. So the idea of going in for surgery for that thing to be taken away never was part of the plan for me. So I never went and it was just through prayers. But at the back of my mind, it was there that I would not have children because it said until you correct that, it will be difficult for you to have children. So when I met my husband, I said, I have to tell you, I've been told medically I cannot have children. And when, during that period, my menstrual cycle ceased. So the evidence of not having children was very glaring to me. So it was, for me, I had to tell him that this is this. He said, I'm I'm not worried because I have children of my own before already because my husband was married before. So he said, I'm not worried. I have, I already have children. If you're not going to have children with me, it's not an issue for me. He, he said, I, something in me tells me you have a child, you have children. So don't worry about that. So when we kept trying, then I got pregnant. I think my first pregnancy I had, uh, it was an atopic pregnancy. So I had to go through surgery for it to be taken out. Then my second pregnancy was the one I had a son and I was excited really. And just like you, I had also moved in to UK. I used to come to UK so many times for 16 years, like I've been coming, but I've never come to stay that long. So when I married, I moved in to come and stay with my husband. And I was expecting, you know, like every first mom, expecting to have a child. And for me, I think one of my son was six months, when I was pregnant, six months pregnant with him, they detected that he had um, problems with his kidneys. So he had, he had dilated kidneys. So what, so I was constantly going for checkup, constantly until my time was due. And when my time was due, they told me they'll have doctors on standby waiting to immediately do a surgery on the boy when he comes out. 
and my my delivery was a difficult one mm. 24 hours in labor mm. 48 hours actually in labor wow. and i didn't want i didn't want to do a cesarean i wanted mm. to do normal delivery and yeah. i was insisting so even when i was in pain they were asking me i said no 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 no. i want to do normal <laughs> delivery no, no. so they said at a point they had to force me listen mm. your son is stressed we need yeah. to get him out now mm. and we have to do this so quickly mm. i had to agree to them and then they did it so when they came doctors were on standby waiting to quickly take him away mm. but when they checked him out his kidneys were functioning mm. normally like it was functioning okay even though the problem was there the mm. scan and everything is showing there was a problem mm. but his kidneys were okay mm. so they said do you know what we're going to keep you in the ward for some time and keep an eye on you because sometimes when you have the child the mother's i don't know like i'm still working in him because he's been in me so maybe it's my 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 things working in him and still keeping him you know the way he's looking so they'll still keep him a while and and he was just like that for that one week we slept we stayed in the hospital we came out of the hospital he's just been perfect then when he when he takes the scan the problem is there but he's okay and when i think about these things and i was stressed seriously i look at him why me yes why me (laughs) and at a point when i ask myself why me then i'll say if it's not you who should it be exactly yeah (laughs) because if you don't want it to be you who else but then so i always stress that our problems like you said when you go through struggles then you begin to you get to realize a different strength you had that you never knew you had yeah (laughs) you get it so our problems or the struggles that we go through always gives us new strength it gives us new visions it Mm. opens our eyes in a way that we wouldn't have viewed things if we had not gone through that situation very true there when i look at my life now there are so many things that i do now that before having my children or before getting married i wouldn't have done them the way i do them yes <laughs> you get it yes i'm not interested in talking about anybody yes <laughs> you get it because i have too yes. many things on my mind and i'm thinking of too many i'm thinking of better things than yes. to sit down and p- put somebody's issue and talk yes. talk 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 yes. need to gossip i won't do it no. i don't have true. time you see because, so so for me i always want to look at the struggles we go in not as a struggle that is breaking us down but as a struggle that is taking us somewhere positively building us up toughening us putting Mm -hmm. us in places that next time if any other challenge like that should come we'll be Mm -hmm. able to face it that is how i i prefer to look at challenges and basically that is the reason why podcast with sheila was set up for people to share mm-hmm. their stories if somebody is going through a similar situation because trust me you're not the only one going through that somebody yeah. has been in it and the mm-hmm. person was not able to come out the yes. way when i have mm-hmm. been able to come out mm-hmm. the person That's cannot true. even wear a smile anymore very true they don't see the essence of life the yes. person cannot even bond with the child it's not the child's problem you get very it true. this yeah. issue has brought mm-hmm. You know a bridge in the family husband and wife don't even live well anymore they don't have the support people talk about them people say and i've been there negative things about you when it's even not your fault as if it's your fault you get it people are being blamed for 
unnecessary things, people who don't understand you. So I believe that there are a lot of people out there living, going through this, thinking that the world is not a fair place. Granted, yeah. the, world, the world is not a fair place to live, but there are people who've been there and have made good out of it. So you have to also make good out of it. So that's the essence of this podcast. Listen, I'm, I'm so, so, so inspired by your story and I'm grateful that you had the courage enough to come on podcast with Sheila to share it with our listeners because I believe that somebody has heard the story we've shared today and are so inspired. Yeah. The story we did last week, I've had a lot of people saying they were inspired by it. Yes. Until, yeah. some, until you share your story, you would not know yeah. how important or how impactful it's going to be in somebody's life until you've shared it. So mm. thank you very much for coming on podcast with Sheila. Thank you. I just want to also add to women that if they have children and the children go through things, maybe they're being diagnosed with any kind of disability or anything, being, disability comes in different forms. There are people that look very normal but they have disabilities exactly. <laughs> it could be so many things even sometimes i feel disabled people are people that are not um right thinking rightfully yeah. because people that know the right thing and they're not doing it i feel they are the ones that should be termed disabled Disable. because you yeah. know what you're doing is wrong and i would tell women that when a child is being diagnosed for that child to thrive it depends on you exactly because at the time i had my my daughter i was completely naive and i'm not the type that when you met me if you had known me before you i, I was i didn't even look like somebody that was ready for to have kids but i was married and i have to have kids god bless me with um, my baby and i was looking forward forward to um having a happy child and, and life happened but through the strength finding my strength because i went into a state of depression that i was so sad i was i had a fear of what are people going to think when they see like you go to a play group and there's maybe one year old children your children's um age group, and they are all walking and yours is just sitting down and then um curious mothers but why is she sitting there why is she not walking why is she not talking so those are questions that you're going to have them i used to get very scared so because of that instead of me to take my daughter to the playgroup would rather stay at home yeah. and then i'm annoying. that will rather delay the child you know because if i'm happy it will give me more motivation to do things with a child but then if i'm going to be depressed i'm not doing the child any good i have to face this this is my my own fear everyone has their battle this is what god thinks that i can do so he gave it to me so i have to fight face it i have to ha- i literally had answers prepared out for anyone that had questions and to god be the glory my daughter walked she's walking now and so we are getting there and people I, I cut a lot of people out because i couldn't keep explaining myself and if i do explain her condition to you and i feel you're not you're intentionally trying to humiliate me because what people do they're going to try to humiliate you and put you in a state of depression and then they go about their life whilst you are sad thinking about the words they say so in order not to give room for that always set a boundary i think that has helped me because i can honestly say if anyone has negative things to say about me now they can't look in me look me in the eye and and tell me no they might say i'm a bad because i have I, my daughter gave me a sort of confidence i never had 
she gave me reality she gave me that now i have three kids which is my twins so that confidence has helped me to build them up she gave me to know how to set my boundaries who is invited in my life who is just here to watch or who is here to gossip just like you said you have a lot of things to do that to sit down and be listening to gossip and all that i don't do that that at all i hardly not, i hardly have time because i'm always busy then if i'm not busy i'm doing things looking on the internet looking for recipes healthy recipes things to boost my children's brain and all that to make them to be excellent children i'm i'm always trying to find something to do so i don't have that time so once occupy yourself with positive things positive things always surround you you find like automatically bringing positive people around you because you're going to have people that wouldn't even want to go near your child especially africans because they have that belief that it's spiritual or it's spiritual maybe you did something wrong yeah coming on you yeah i don't have the strength to, to to be explaining all that you are i'm learning i've been to school i'm educated I'm a Christian. I know when spiritual things, they, they exist. But then I'm not going to put my whole focus on, uh, on that. Exactly. And between Monday to Friday, when my daughter has a therapy session, and then I'll stay back and just be praying on her. What else? I have to take it. I need to do the spiritual and then also do the physical. Exactly. And then combine me for the child to try. That's, that's what. So I'll, I'll advise, I'll, I'll encourage mothers that if they're going through sad things, for the child to thrive, it depends, it's up to them. For the child to, to, to be in the situation, it's also up to them. Whatever they can do for themselves, they should surround themselves with positive people. Positive people do positive things. If you need to cut people off, cut them off. If you need to just do, make sure that whatever become any negativity will drain you because that situation alone is enough to drain you. It's enough to make you go into a very dark place of your life. Exactly. Well, people are being during their lives, so it's exactly. so important that don't they shouldn't allow um, negativity at all near their children, near their home, themselves. It's, it's very important. Very wow, wow, wow! I was going to ask you what will be your final word of advice to our listeners. If you have any more, but you've given us a lot. If you don't have any more, that will be fine. If you have more, we are we are ready to listen. Melissa, I'd like to say a very big thank you for coming on podcast with Sheila. Your words of advice, your words of advice, if anybody is listening to us, I think they are golden. They are golden. And thank you very much for coming on podcast to share this story with us. If you've been listening in, I'd like to recommend to you an, an organization, sorry, for women known as Killed Hands Organization. And what this organization do is they empower women through vocational skills or artisan crafts workshops and they give free workshops in tailoring in millinery in soap making bag making and joy making free to women living in nottingham who are unemployed who are stay-at-home moms or who are women on low income if you are interested in these workshops you can reach them on 074 8687 just to be clear it's only for women living in nottingham uk and it's free to them on this note um would like to say a very big thank you to everybody who listened in you've been listening in to season two episode two of our podcast series with podcast with Sheila, where we bring to you seasoned guests with inspiring life stories 
to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new podcast is released. We have a video presentation of this show on our YouTube channel. If you would like to see us in pictures, just search Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you will find it. On this note, I'd like to say a massive thank you to our listeners from 17 countries around the world. This show continues to grow stronger and stronger because of your support. Podcasts with Sheila is aired on seven listening platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this episode if you have been inspired by it. Have a brilliant week ahead. And until we meet again in a fortnight, shalom. Thank <laughs> you.